It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. And good morning. Welcome to Hoop Talk. We are Thurston County's only high school basketball roundup show. And as always today, we're going to cover 28 local teams and give you some reasons to go see a basketball game. The show will be available for podcast on the KGY website. You can hear it after the game or after after the game after the broadcast. Yep. Uh, let's see. Look for Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down menu. You can also enter your soon-to-be new driver to win driver's education from 911 Driving School. Later, boy, we've got a big show. Tumwater's Isabel Lund and Coach Robin Johnson following a very big victory over WF West, which puts the birds at the top of the league. They are, uh, as you said just a moment ago off mic, coming out of nowhere. Yeah, 3-0, and all those freshmen on the team, and they have uh, a big one Friday night, assuming, well, it's a huge assumption, but if Black Hills was able to uh, defeat WF West themselves tonight with the day we're recording, which is Wednesday, then Friday's game becomes mammoth. There we go. We're also uh, going to hear uh, from Shelton's leading scorer, Ty Thompson, and Coach Derek Pringle. And in Where Are They Now? Emma Duff, she played for Black Hills. Where is she now? We'll find out. But let's uh, dive right into it with the SeaTac 1B, Pope John Paul II, uh, the Eagles, and uh, boys 2-8 and eight in league, 3-11 and 11 overall, uh, keeping some games close, but others less so. And the girls still looking for a win. Uh, they're both at Seattle Lutheran tonight. Yeah, and the only uh, main thing to note amongst uh, either the girls or boys was that the boys snapped a nine-game losing streak with a 67-54 road win at Quilcene. So both teams struggling a little bit, but the boys got that nine-game winning streak out in the rearview mirror. There we go. Moving on to the Central League and the Rainier Mountaineers. Boys are still 0-5 in league. They've got a couple of wins in um, overall, and they're going to play in Wakaya come Friday. They are. They were at Winlock last night. We don't know the result of that one. They had lost to Tudor Lake earlier. Uh, on the girls' side, the girls are doing extremely well. They're 14-1, and and they're atop the Central 2B with a 5-0 and record after beating Adna and Toledo. Oh, so they passed Toledo. They did. Last and time I looked, they were just behind. Right. Well, it's in games behind, you know, that deal with yeah. percentage versus games behind. Um, they're kind of tied, but Rainier's the only one in that league that's undefeated at this point. And they're... Uh, their highlight, individual highlight, was Kaylee Schultz. She scored 36 points in the Mountaineers' 58-54 overtime win over the Indians of Toledo. All right. Moving to Pacific Mountain and Northwest Christian High School, the Navigators. Girls still kind of looking rough, 1-10 and 1-13. and They're going to host Leshy, it looks like, on Friday. Although I thought they would both be the same place, but the boys are doing outstanding. 10-2 and in league, 12-2 and overall. I see them tied for second. And at Leshi on Friday. Right. They're just a game out of first place. And they handed first place uh, Wallapa Valley a rare loss uh, and also beat Acosta. And they lost, uh, before they lost it, Iwaka on Monday night, I think it was. They had five players in double figures when they beat Wallapa. And that was Tyler Fox, Jude Phillips, Davis Yates, Landon Kukal, and Nick Tarabocha. All right. And tonight, no Beavers, we move into the A ranks. Uh, boys are one and two in league, uh, nine and four. They have Hokum at home on Friday and Three Rivers Christian tonight. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, at Three Rivers Christian tonight, and then all the way to Forks tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, they actually lost the game to Hokum. Um, 
despite 21 points from Logan Brewer and 16 from Ingwe Dowies. But, yeah, they started out red hot in the non-league season. Uh, a little bit of a struggle in the league so far for the Beavers. And the girls are doing a little better. Three and one. They are behind Elma in the league. They are 12 and four overall and next play at Forks Friday. Yeah, they, they lost their game to Elma, uh, beat Hoquiam, but uh, Elma played some great defense against them, held them to 12 points in the first half. But then they bounced back to down the Grizzlies by 20. And the Shao sisters were at it again. Ashley had 16 points, 15 rebounds, and Kaylee had 13 in that victory. All right, a good thing we are underway. And uh, we will be back uh, for our next segment. We'll look at 2A. We'll hear from Isabella Lund from Tumwater. We'll also hear from head coach Robin Johnson as they are at the top of the league right now. Uh, later, Shelton score uh, Ty Thompson and coach Derek Pringle. Remember Emma Duff, who played for Black Hills. We'll find out where she is now. That's all coming up. This is Hoop Talk on KGY. And we are back with Hoop Talk on KGY, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel Wall over here. That is Dave Weber over there. And we're moving on to the two A's. And we'll begin with South Puget Sound League and the River Ridge Hawks. Boys are 3-6 and six in league. Uh, I got them at 6-10 and 10 overall, although I'm missing some games that uh, Dave has uh, some uh, results for. Boys are going to host Foss on Friday. The girls are two and seven and two and fourteen, and they do not have a game Friday. They don't. They'll be playing at Clover Park next Tuesday, and technically, at that point, they'll be three and fourteen because they will pick up a forfeit victory over Foss, which is in their league, but uh, abandoned the girls' program midway this year. So, and the boys though are doing all right with River Ridge. Uh, you know, fifty. Well, I want to say fifty, but not really. They got a good. Uh, they got enough. They got some wins. Yeah, they had a they had a nice streak going, but they fell to uh, Franklin Pierce, which has been undefeated this year. And then they also lost to Fife. So we'll see if they can right the ship again. A couple of teams in our league are kind of good. So um, I was impressed when I saw Ridge play, but you know they've got a little bit of ways to go to catch the leaders. All right, we'll move on to the Evco League. Rochester Warriors, the boys and the girls, both looking for league wins, and both will play Aberdeen on Friday. Yeah, I was a little surprised that Rochester girls haven't gotten off to a better start in the league. Um, but they played the powerhouses. They've lost to Tumwater, lost to Black Hills. And uh, against Black Hills, Lexi Jones-Setterberg had 15 points. And they hosted Centralia last night. And then, as you mentioned, they'll play at Aberdeen on Friday. And Aberdeen is really, really struggling. They are they have a great coach. they got a great young coach in Rachel Ross, who played at Evergreen State College and was a great start, Aberdeen, back around the turn of the century. But they are starting from scratch, and that should be a win for the Rochester. I Warriors. called Rachel Ross's number many times yeah. when I was doing play-by-play back Quite there. a play. Well, actually, she's Rachel Wenzel now. But, oh, uh, is she? Okay. Yeah, but, but she's the coach, and I think she'll get it turned around, but it needs some turning, and it could be a win for Rochester on Friday. All right, moving to Black Hills. Uh, both the boys and the girls have at least three league victories, and they both uh, have some good overall uh, scores and they are both going to play Tumwater. Yeah, they're on. They're on top of the deal. Um, both of them are. Black Hills right now is tied for first with uh, with Tumwater, the crosstown rival. Of course, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned maybe it was off the air, but they played last night against WF West at home, and WF West, as as uh, evidenced by their tough game with Tumwater, is still not to be uh, scoffed at at all. 
Um, they had some good performances and a win over uh, Rochester. Megan River led the way. She had 23. Lauren Syahad had 11. And as I mentioned, if Black Hills got through WF West last night, that would set up a battle of the unbeatens in the girls' league on Friday night in the always a huge doubleheader um, at Tumwater. I don't know. You know, you, you always mentioned going out to see the games. Yeah. Having coached in it and watched it, um, that's a great doubleheader twice a year, Tumwater and Black Hills. They will, yeah. uh, they will fill it up for the girls' game and then overfill it for the boys' game. So if you want to go, get there early. But it's, it's exciting high school basketball, even if you don't know all the players. So that's uh, one to see. All right. And we will move on to Tumwater now. The boys. Well, do we want to touch oh, on the Black Hills boys? A sure, bit? we yeah. might as well. Yeah, they're, they're 4-0, and they won three games last week. And what I want to mention about them, they had some balanced scoring. I'm not going to go over game by game, but Jackson Bauer, Zach Crumley, Avery Amin, uh, Weston Ainsworth, all with double-figure games um, at some point during the week. So they're really balanced, as is Tumwater. I'm going to mention that as well. And that will, again, Friday night, be the matchup of the top two teams in the league. That is just absolutely awesome. Why don't you go ahead and talk about Tumwater's boys? I'll do that. Uh, they started out slowly, as did Black Hills. They're only 5-9 and nine overall but three and one in the league. Their loss came to Aberdeen, which is much stronger on the boys' side than it is in the girls. And they had a bunch of double-figure scorers over the course of the week as well. Camden Orem, Peyton Peterson, Damon Gaither, Patrick Williams, Ben Force, uh, Gunnar Fields, all uh, had big scoring nights during the course of uh, the three games they played. They lost Aberdeen, as I mentioned, but they also beat Centralia and WF West. So, uh, yeah, crucial matchup on Friday. At their place against uh, Black Hills. And in the girls' side, as we spoke of earlier, they have taken themselves to the top of the league with a, uh, is it a surprise victory over WF West, do you think? Uh, I don't think it was a surprise. I think that was a, it was a landmark victory. Okay. In the sense that I think uh, Isabel and Robin may touch on this in the interviews. But, um, you know, Tumwater was, uh, they only have one loss. They've been doing extremely well. But they have all those freshmen, so you kind of wonder what's really going to happen when they get there. And I think one of the things that uh, I asked Robin about and she talked about was it doesn't matter. These girls have been playing AAU basketball against really, really, really strong competition, but they've been doing it in empty gyms, no cheerleaders, no band, no bright lights, oh. no thousand fans screaming. And so they go down to WF West playing the uh, defending state champs on their own court. And to get that win, not necessarily an upset, but a major, major step for Tumwater as they try to build that program. And as you describe AAU ball, and I know what it's like to play in front of an empty gym, yeah. it's got to be really exciting to play a oh, great yeah. game in front of a packed house. It's it's a two-pronged thing. There's a lot of people tell you, oh, high school ball is nothing because there's not as good of a talent level. But it's two things. If you're trying to prove yourself as a player to get a scholarship or what have you, you got to prove yourself in AAU against the top competition, but you also got to prove you can do it when people are there. And they, you yeah. know, there are there – are, Probably more people and more intensity at some of these high school games than there are in women's uh, college games. Wow. Okay. Well, let's hear from uh, Isabel and see what she had to say to you. All right. We're down here in Chehalis with Isabella Lund, who has uh, contributed mightily to a huge victory for the Tumwater girls as they beat defending state champion uh, WF West on their home court. And uh, Isabel, how big is this win for you guys? It means a lot, especially to the seniors. We played out there ready to just to just give it all we got. That's what Robin said, our coach. She said, all it is is all you've got. That's all she's asking for us. We came out with high energy, and our seniors just said, 
hey, this is what we need. This is like all I want in the year is to be the underdogs and beat Chehalis. Now, one of the things that uh, Coach Johnson has said many times to me, she said these girls, meaning you and uh, Aubrey and so forth, Natalie, are seasoned veterans, even though you're freshmen because you played a lot of big AAU tournaments. But how would you compare the atmosphere of winning a big high school game like this as opposed to anything you've done in AAU? Okay, so in AAU, we were um, experienced in like high pressure games, like our state sixth grade year before our state champion, before we won state. Um, we were in a point four game, and then Lily scored um, in point four seconds. So we're used to high pressure. And then when we got um, high pressure today, we were just used to it. So we just needed to tell them, like, show them what we were made of. What about the atmosphere, though? When you make a shot, here's a little bit more noise than that. Yeah, in there's. YouTube. Yeah, like the nest, like the student section. Like we try to get in your heads, and you just gotta focus on like what really matters, and you need to get your head in the game. Okay, so the reason I'm talking to you and not one of your other teammates who played well is because you kind of turned the game around. Fourth quarter, you hit three consecutive uh, three-pointers in a span of, I think, a little less, a little over a minute. Um, what got into you at that point? Why were you able to see the, the basket so well and make those shots? Um, it all came from my teammates' passes. I saw the basket, I saw somebody coming up, and then I was thinking, like, if I pass it down, it might get intercepted. And I was like, I'll just shoot and see what happens, and I make it. And then Sophie passes it to me again at the wing, and I was like, I was feeling it, like, mentally, and I shot it again, and I made it. And then at that point, I was just thinking, yeah, this is, like, what I am. Like, I'm in this game, and I can do, like, any shot I want. Yeah, I was the most impressive one. I think I don't think it was a three, but we got fouled from behind and still made the one shot. So you were zoned in on that one. Yeah, I was pausing for a second, thinking like, what should I do? What should I do? I shot it, and then somebody came from behind and swatted me. I meant like hit my arm, and then at that point, everyone was cheering, and it just got me in the head to get on my head. All right, huge win for you guys. You still got uh, another undefeated team in the league, Black Hills, but never a problem for Tumwater to get excited about playing Black Hills. So I'm sure you'll be up for that game as well. Yes, I cannot wait for the more high-energy games. It's what we live for. All right, thanks a lot. Thank Talk you. to you next time. All right, there's Isabel Lund and uh, a little bit of noise in the gym, as there typically is. Uh, here's Coach Robin. Obviously, from the reaction, this is a huge win for everybody yeah, around your team. For sure. Yeah, I mean, WF West is just good. You know, I, they're good. They deserved to win state last year. They're good this year, so um, we were excited to play them. Um, but we knew it would be a battle, and, man, I, I live for this. I, this. I would play this kind of game every single night if I could, yeah. Now, in early going, you guys are turning the ball over regularly, but you were winning. Uh, what were you able to do to counteract the fact that you weren't taking care of the ball that well? Um, well, we work on it a lot in practice, yeah. um, and we're con continually getting better. Still, obviously, a lot to work on. These guys do a good job at forcing turnovers. I thought we did better tonight handling it, yeah. um, but still a lot to work on. What does uh, they won the game for you? Oh, man, um, their heart. We talked uh, before the game. All it came down to is their heart. Um, we thought we had that going for us, and that's all we've talked about leading up to um, – Leading up to this game was playing with all our heart and leaving it all on the court. Now you talked a lot about how they've been in their pressure situations in AAU. Yeah. How would you compare that this in front of a big crowd as opposed to an AAU big game? Oh, there's nothing greater than a big high school game. Yeah. Nothing can prepare you for this. Nothing greater than this at any level, in my opinion. College even, and this is this is the good stuff. Yeah, I always say that it's uh, there's no band, there's no cheerleaders, there's no, nothing you know, like playing for your nope, hometown, nothing no, like getting no. heckled like they just got yep. heckled. It's, yep. This is what it's about. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, good interviews and yeah, what an exciting game. It really was, I and mean, it was a uh, back and forth kind of a deal. The 
Bearcats had the lead a couple of different times. Tumwater came back, and the difference was, um, you know, Bearcats could never run away and hide. Tumwater finally got like an eight-point lead, and Bearcats came back at them again, but that lead was too big, and they held them off. And also, and the thing that I'm pretty sure that WFS has worked on incessantly since then, they were six of twenty-one from the free throw line, which did not, uh, yeah, too much for their chances. Yeah, you don't winning. want to hear that. Well, it's going to be a great matchup. Couple of matchups Friday night at Tumwater. Two teams at the top of the league, both the boys and the girls. And, uh, hey, we're at the end of our second segment. Still to come, 3A and 4A teams. Uh, next segment, we're going to hear Dave's interview with Shelton's leading scorer, Ty Thompson. And, of course, Shelton coach Derek Pringle as well. Climbers are sitting in third right now, I believe. And uh, where is she now? Emma Duff, who played for Black Hills. We'll find that out. All coming up later. This is Hoop Talk on Olympia's KGY. Good morning and welcome back to Hoop Talk on KGY, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. You're with Noel and Dave. And Dave, let's go to 3A and talk about North Thurston Rams. All uh, right. I have uh, the boys and girls both at 50-50, 4 and 4 in league, and uh, playing capital this week. You're right about that. And uh, they were at Peninsula last night, or hosted Peninsula last night, boys or girls. Um, the girls... Uh, Lost to Timberline and Yelm last week. They had kind of a losing streak. Brooklyn Harns still leading the way with 19 points a game. Rocky Brown averaging 17. And uh, they will host Capital on Friday. That'll be the home game. The boys, 6-8 and eight overall, along with the 4-4 four and four in league. They lost to Timberline and beat Yelm. I was at their Timberline game, and uh, their senior star, Tim Tankley, did a great job at 26 points. So, you know, they've got a few bright spots. Uh, Robbie Off, one of their guards, and then they've got some youngsters. So, that kind of a year for North Thurston, which was league champs a year ago. All right. And uh, they got maybe something big lined up against Capital for them. Could be. Uh, North Thurston graduate and McKinney's appliance founder, Jim McKinney, passed away late last year. And at his memorial over this weekend, his sons, Rob and Scott, announced the formation excuse me, of the Eileen and Jim McKinney Memorial Scholarship, which will be at North Thurston High School and will be active possibly this year. I talked to Rob today about it in 2020 for sure. Well, it's uh, sad to hear about the passing, but good to hear about the scholarship. And this is totally unscripted. I did not know you were going to talk about this. I was a, a regular customer. I bought uh, washers and dryers from McKinney's a couple of times. So He's a, It was a yeah. great guy. There was 400 people. Yeah. So, okay, moving on. Uh, Yelm Tornadoes. So we got the boys still looking for a league win in their – going to face Peninsula on Friday. They are 1-13, and winless in league. They were at Sheldon last night. Uh, but as we mentioned, Sheldon, one of the top teams. And flowing right into the girls, if that's yep, what four we and should four. do. They're 4-4 four and four in the league, 7-6 and six overall. A little bit of a rebuilding year. They've got a couple of seniors. They lost to Capitol, beat North Thurston. Um, they had Sheldon at home last night. Matty Pleviak is continuing to be their leading scorer, just under 15 a game. All right. And as we move to Shelton... The girls, uh, I got them at two and six uh, in league, three and ten overall, and at Gig Harbor on Friday. Yep, that is all correct. And their their top scores this year have been Taya Gooley, and she comes from a big uh, high climber family. Her sister was a softball and basketball star a few years ago, and Jada Jada Smith also in double figures for them, averaging. And so they will uh, go to Gig Harbor on Friday, as you mentioned. All right, and on the boys' side. 
Coach Derek Pringle has worked hard to bring this team back from kind of the abyss over the last couple of years. They are, I have them at five and three in league and nine and five overall, and also going to play Gig Harbor Friday, but kind of on the upswing. They're definitely on the upswing. Derek's been there five years now. The first four all losing seasons, they made it into districts a few times because their league gets a bunch of berths. So I was surprised yeah. at how many teams yeah. go. Yeah. They've been able to get into districts, but they have not been a threat and they have not been a winning team. This year, they've definitely been a winning team. Um, they did lose to CK, but they came back and beat Peninsula this week. And that's a good team because they took league leading over league leading uh, Timberline into overtime. They've got three top scorers in Ty Thompson, who we're going to hear from, Tyler Alt and Kyler Gall. Um, so they are, uh, you know, they've been doing a great job. They hosted Yelm last night. And as you mentioned, they'll be home to Gig Harbor. All right, let's go in here and hear uh, the interviews. We'll start with Ty Thompson. We're at uh, Mini Dome at Shelton High School with Ty Thompson. And Ty, you're the leading scorer on the high climbers this year and been in the program for the last three years. The first two weren't as good as this year. What, no. What's gotten into you guys to make you a better team? I think we definitely all bought in to Coach, what Coach Pringle has brought to the program, what he's been trying to get us to do this whole time. And I think we're all just finally working as a team and trusting each other. I think that's our biggest thing. I think before we had a lot of uh, – a lot of issues, and I think we resolved a lot of those this year. And what, what are the goals that he brought to the program? So pretty much just trusting everybody and buying into what uh, Coach Pringle has put in place for us and what he has envisioned for us. Pretty much just trusting everybody as a team and playing like a team and treating everybody as family. We use the term family a lot, and that's what we really mean it. So. And how, uh, how difficult is it to play in the South Sound Conference? Um, I think you definitely have to play with a lot of passion and heart. And I think that's what we, we definitely brought this year. Um, we're playing really aggressive, and overall, we're just um, trusting each other and getting everybody the ball. And I think we we're probably we play as a team the best out of most anybody else. And there's not just one individual player; everybody's involved. And there's Ty Thompson. Uh, next, we hear from uh, Derek Pringle, the coach. Now with Coach Derek Pringle. And Derek, I was just talking to Ty Thompson, and he was mentioning how he thinks that over the time you've been here that there's been more and more buy-in to what you're trying to do, and that's made the difference in the program. What actually is it that you want the kids to buy into here? To take ownership, you know, and be proud of, you know, being from Shelton. Back in the day, Shelton was one of the, one of the strong powerhouse teams in the uh, Neural's League, you know, trying to bring that back. I mean, we got the only place that got a dome, and to have this place packed up. That's the main thing is just getting the kids to buy into, hey, you know, we are Shelton. We can play with anybody. Might be small town, but we can play. And what steps did you take to, you know, the, the buzzword now, change the culture or what have you? What Getting more exposed in the off-season to outside entities like AAU and competitive tournament, connecting them with the right people on the outside so they can get, a, get an opportunity. Because a lot of kids here, they didn't play select basketball. This past year we had maybe out of 30 kids, we had about 12 that played for different teams within Olympia and uh, say Tacoma. So uh, let's get them exposed to that. The kids who are serious about basketball are going to these places like Tacoma and Seattle, and they playing with those guys. So and they bringing back what they learn here. And on the court, what's gone particularly well for you, and who are some of the people that have been uh, accomplishing it? Oh, you have Jason Kenyon, who's my point guard. He's been with me for four years. Uh, he was my C team point guard uh, about four years ago. I actually put him on varsity when I selected my team. He came to me the next day. He said, "Coach, can I talk to you?" I said, "What?" You know, I want to stay with my class. I said, "What you mean? I want to stay with the guys that I'm gonna graduate with. I don't want to go to straight to varsity." 
and I never had nobody tell me that before. You know, he said, uh, not right now. So I said, okay. So halfway toward the end of the season, a couple of soon-to-be seniors, you know, Kyle Kimball and them came to me and said, hey, Coach, can we talk? I said, what? We need Jason up here with us. We need a point guard. He's energetic. He's a fireball. He's very confident, high basketball IQ. So we moved him up the last three games, and uh, I remember I playing against Coach Brown, and they said, where you get that little guy from? I said, that's my point guard on, on C team. He said, why you have him up the first time? I said, well, he didn't want to come up. He said, what? I said, yeah, he didn't want to come up. He wanted to stay with his class. He said, that's, you got to respect that. And I respect that from him because he leads this team. Jason, yeah. he can go 32 minutes. Uh, and he's the, he's the fireball. He's the catalyst of our, our offense and defense. He might not put up the numbers, but steals and rebounds. And um, he takes them on the biggest guys. Uh, we was in Peninsula Friday. He's guarding that 6'8 kid mm -hmm. up there. In the second half, pretty much shut him down. You know, because he's, he's so quick. He's also a football player, too. So. Right. What do you guys need to do? You did lose a couple games recently. Mm -hmm. What do you need to do? What, uh, Assuming you, you you likely will get a playoff spot to mm -hmm. districts, what do you want to be doing better when districts gets here? Uh, being patient with the ball. We figure how to win now. We figure how to close out also, too. Now putting that, that total package together. Learning how to start and finish at the same pace. We're a running gun team. I mean, we run in and we pound it in and we go to the basket. This is Dave Weber for KGY 95.3 Hoop Talk. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Derek Pringle sounds like um, he's kind of happy with, uh, with the way the team is going right now. And uh, what a great story that is about, you know, a kid that doesn't want to move to varsity. Who ever heard of that? Yeah, we very seldom do hear about that. They hear about it once in a while, but... Um... Not often, and uh, particularly with from a kid that ends up being impressive to the opposing coaches and so forth. But, yeah, he's right. Shelton had some really good players in the past, um, had some good results, and uh, just haven't had it lately. But they're on the upswing in a lot of their sports. Remember during football season, we started out talking about them as though they were almost hopeless. They got a couple of wins towards yep. the end. Yep. Basketball's going well. So um, the overall athletic program at Shelton seems to be looking up quite a bit. All right, and again, the girls will be at Gig Harbor, and uh, the boys will host the Tide on Friday. Well, one more segment to go. Uh, still up, the last of the 3A. We'll look at Capitol and Timberline, and we'll talk about the Olympia Bears, who've been doing pretty well. You've got Hoop Talk on Olympia's KGY. And good morning. Welcome back to Hoop Talk. Presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel. That's Dave. We're up to the three A's and uh, Capital Cougars, which have been doing uh, pretty well. I got a six and two, and again, I may miss a score, but six and two and twelve and two, and uh, hosting North Thurston on Friday. Hosting North Thurston on Friday, but unfortunately, our biggest uh, our biggest uh, game involving them was last night when they had their rematch with Timberline over at, in Lacey at their first time they played at Capital. 1.8 seconds to go. Uh, Hunter Campo laid it in for the Blazers to beat Capital. Talk about their record every week, and it's been something in two since that week. Both yeah. of those losses, one to Central Kitsap and one to Timberline by a single point. So even though they're two games behind Timberline in the standings, you got to keep an eye on those Capital boys. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, if you're only two baskets away from being undefeated, you know, you must be pretty good. So yeah, yeah, no kidding. All right, the girls. I've got them at four and four and nine and five. Yeah, and the girls are on an on a winning streak. They uh, had won three straight. They played against Timberline last night. Timberline slightly better reputation in Capital Girls at this point. So 
would have been a mild upset if Capital came out on top. But, you know, coming in off a three-game winning streak against uh, a Timberline team that's a regular postseason competitor, that must have been a pretty good game last night. And as you mentioned, they will play at North Thurston on Friday. Okay, and we'll move on to Timberline. The boys doing pretty well. They had been uh, without a league loss, at least, and they'll play at uh, Central Kitsap. Yeah, they will, and uh, that, of course, follows, as I just mentioned, that showdown last night with Capital. They're 11-3. and They were a perfect 8-0 going into last night's game in the uh, 3ASSC. Um, I saw their game against uh, North Thurston last week in which Hunter Campo Always talk about it. I wonder when the first time we're going to do a show, football or basketball. Where he doesn't get mentioned. <laughs> I guess next year when he's no longer there. But, um, 14 points for Hunter. Trevor Jobert had 11 in that one as they beat uh, their rival North Thurston to complete a perfect first round of the league. Um, another interesting thing that happened last week, just to mention it, not, not because I wrote it, but because of who it was about. I wrote a, a long feature story on Alan Thomas for the Olympian on Friday. I have never gotten so many favorable Twitter mentions and retweets and so forth of any story I've ever done for the Olympians. Wow, that's great. Which is not a tribute to my writing. It's a tribute to how much respect and love people have for Alan Thomas, who's just one of the one of the better people around here in, in, in the sports world. So It's great uh, to have a coach that is yeah. really well thought of. Yeah, it was it was impressive. People from all over the state were checking in. It, I, I was really shocked. I just thought it was a, another story, but because it was about Alan, it drew a, a ton of interest. So. All right. And I guess we haven't touched on the girls quite yet. No, so but they're winning about half their league games. They are, and uh, they uh, are tied for third, which would put them into the postseason. There's a four-way tie, though, of teams that are four and four. And I know this year Holy the, cow. the boys only get five berths only. Five of the eight teams are going to districts this year. I don't know if the girls goes because there's another league they switch off five and six with. I don't know if the girls tracks the boys or if it's opposite. But if they only have five bursts, that means that two, uh, one of those four teams that's tied for third isn't going to postseason. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting second half to see who breaks away and uh, establishes themselves as the third, fourth, and fifth teams. The Gig Harbor schools are just kind of running things, Gig Harbor and uh, Peninsula. Peninsula Girls. Yeah. But well, you know, behind them, it's a big tie. Something's got to happen. We're getting late in the season now. Exactly. And moving to 4A, the Olympia Bears, the boys are still doing very, very well as they get set to face uh, Curtis on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be at that game, so there'll be some coverage online, and uh, we'll probably have some audio on next week's show. Um, boys are ten and five. They lost a couple of games, so they lost to Puyallup and Sumner in the past week. They were undefeated, but they are still on top. I think I just said tied with Puyallup, and Sumner's in third place. So right behind those two is uh, the Vikings, and they will be coming into uh, Chick Rocky Gym on uh, Saturday evening when what as they say, and what promises to be a big one. So we'll see what happens. All right, we will see what's going to happen there. Girls also not doing too bad uh, in league, 6-4 and four last time I looked, and with an even uh, overall record, and they'll be at Curtis. Yeah, they will be. They actually had three games over the course of the week. They beat South Kitsap and Puyallup, but they dropped a game to Sumner, and they will be at Curtis on Saturday. They are, uh, um, you know, they're a good team. I don't think they're a, a threat to win the state title or anything, but they're they're working hard and they have a few outstanding players. So um, it's kind of a transition year for the Holy Girls. All right. Well, we'll uh, wish them luck and uh, everybody plays Saturday for Olympia. Where are they now? Where is she? Emma Duff. She played for Black Hills. When was that? Two years ago. Emma was uh, she's a five eleven guard. She was the Olympians All Area Player of the Year two years ago. So. 
one of the top players of the last uh, decade or whatever you want to say around here. She was also All-State. They have a postseason All-Star game sponsored by the Coaches Association. She was the MVP of – there's actually three of them. It's 1A versus 2A. Okay. 3A, you know, there's different levels. But in her game, she was the all, the MVP of the postseason All-Star game. So, carried a heavy rep coming out of high school. And she's now a sophomore starter at NCAA Division II Western Washington. All right. And we have a lot of uh, Western Washington – I talked about the Curtis Vikings. A lot of Western Washington Viking fans here in the uh, – Thurston County area and Nick uh, right upstairs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and so Emma's up there. Um, they've, they've traditionally drawn from this area. They had Katie Collard, who was a big shooting three point shooting star at Elma a few years back. She went there and played uh, a little farther up the road, a girl from uh, Wilson, whose name is escaping me. So I won't try and botch it, but um, she was their starting post for a while. So they come down into this general South sound area, a lot to recruit. And Emma's uh uh, justified their faith. As I said, she's a starter this year. She's averaging uh, six points a game, but she had a high of 22 against UC San Diego. And the Vikings are 9-5. and five. They're 4-2 and two in the GNAC, so they could reach the postseason. And I just got to kick myself because I forgot to look and see when they play at St. Martin. But, oh, uh, yeah, well. If that has not gone by yet, people might want to check the schedule and not only see the Saints, but uh, see one of our uh, former local heroes uh, do battle with the Saints. All right. Well, it'll be fun to follow her. Yep. And speaking of the Saints, Saints are doing great. The uh, men are twelve and two, five and one in the league, and they will play uh, an always tough Seattle Pacific team Tuesday night at seven. So we've been, you know, pumping up the uh, local small colleges and uh, St. Martin's men against Seattle Pacific. That will be a good game. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Now I got to ask you a question: That uh, when you were coaching, you ever think one of your mascots was going to be a clam? No, and, you know, the funny thing about that is, um, if, if I may digress into a personal story, when I was coaching down in the Bay Area and I first heard about, you know, Evergreen, well, you know, Evergreen carried that same reputation it does of being a sure. hippy-dippy right. school. So, uh, and I saw the mascot. I thought it was something they'd made up. I thought it was a geoduck. And it was uh, going to be some kind of duck with a globe behind it or something, you know. And then I came, when I moved up here and took the job at Evergreen, found out that uh, it actually was a, a clam. And it, it makes... It actually is a, you know, people laugh at that mascot, but it makes perfect sense because most universities are named after something that, you know, is in their, in their area. In their area, right. Huge gooey duck area, and there's a beach that's part of Evergreen's property that has gooey ducks galore on it. So it actually makes sense, even though it's kind of a, kind of a goofy name. It, it makes sense for that, that school, yeah. whether they were trying to be goofy with it or not. Speaking of the gooey ducks, so they're, they're struggling a little bit. They're, uh, men are 5 and 12. Haven't been to the even the league tournament in since 2010, and but they are home on Friday night. There's a doubleheader. Southern Oregon comes to town. Women at 5:30, men at 7:30. Um, as I say, plenty of good seats still available. So. All right, well that's fun, man. What a lot of basketball. So yeah, it is a lot of basketball and, and uh, pretty good basketball these days around the area. Yeah, every reason to go out and see a game. Dave, thank you very much. And thanks to our sponsors, uh, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, L&E Bottling, uh, the great folks at Spin Tees, J&I Power Equipment, Woodshed Furniture, 911 Driving School. Please do me a favor and support them. And thank you for joining us this morning. Again, find the podcast on KGYFM.com. Email us. The address is rzt at KGYFM.com. And be sure and join us again next Thursday morning. 
8.30 for Hoop Talk as the high school basketball season rolls right along. Right now, time for the weekday workday kickoff. It's the greatest hits back-to-back-to-back right here on Olympia's KGY. 